Welcome to the Havisha Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and today we're going to start with a personal finance quote that goes, if you don't know how to care for money, money will stay away from you. That quote came from Robert Kiyosaki, who some people would consider one of the personal finance gurus of today's age. Now, it's no secret that many of us struggle from time to time managing our money. I know I've had challenges in the past, so today we're going to discuss seven money habits that are keeping you poor. Let's start with number one on this list, eating out and ordering in. I'm starting this list with one that I know a lot of folks are guilty of, including me. Now, there's nothing wrong with eating out, but too much can hurt your pockets. I know I used to get caught up in eating out a lot back in the day, whether it was going to a brunch spot on a Saturday, going out with some friends for dinner on a Friday night, or late night into Waffle House, making those 1 a.m., 2 a.m. trips to Waffle House and IHOP. I know I would spend a lot of money, but now with the family, Got to be careful because even a trip to a fast food spot or a restaurant can easily run $60 to $100. And ordering in is just as bad, if not worse, because of the delivery fees and the extra fees that you have to pay. Again, nothing wrong with Uber Eats or Grubhub if you can afford it or you're in a situation where you need to. I do sometimes, but not every day. Not even once a week. Maybe two to three times do we order in. So that's why it's important to have some meals that you can make at home for yourselves and your family. This will save you a lot of money and even time because more often than not, you can make enough to have leftovers for the next day. Meal prepping is another hack you can use to plan your meals each week. Now that's that's next level, but I think you can do it. When it comes to money habits that keep people poor, I see subscriptions and memberships being a contributing factor to that. In my life, I know I've had to get rid of some subscriptions. My wife has had to get rid of some subscriptions in the past or membership services, whether it was HelloFresh or some form of entertainment or even just being a member of a YouTube channel. That $2.99 or $9.99 subscription or membership fee that you pay per month could have easily been money that could have gone to groceries, that could have gone to other expenses, some bills, or could have been a something that you invested in or used to pay down debt and ultimately increased your net worth. Now, in some cases, there is a good reason to keep your subscription service, but if you do, well, you're going to need to do what's next on this list, and that's going to be budgeting. A lot of people stay broke or stay poor because they do not budget. I'll tell you this, after we got married, it didn't take long for us to start budgeting and living on a budget. In fact, like we've been budgeting since 2017, February 2017, every month we have not missed a beat. But I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that budgeting was one of the pillars of our financial success. It almost seven years now, it's seven years that we've been doing this and it helped us get organized and prepared as well as can be for the unknown, the unexpected emergencies that we all, we've all experienced in the past, we're going to experience in the future. And I think the key for us to have successfully budgeted over the last seven years, number one being that I actually enjoy budgeting and keeping track of our expenses. Yes, I do nerd out a little bit when I'm working with the math and working with tracking the money and watching us actually make this budget work. And number two, every year, my wife and I plan, project the whole year as early as possible. So right now, our budget is projected out to June. And each month is not 100% perfectly budgeted, obviously. But as we get closer 
to each month that comes, we get a better idea of what kind of expenses are coming, whether it's rent, mortgage, cell phone service, internet service, or other expenses that pretty much stay the same month to month. You can plan around that. You can plan as early as you need to around those expenses that stay consistent or pretty much don't change too much month to month to month, you know are going to be coming. But let me tell you, I didn't learn how important budgeting was until my early 30s, and I wish I had the wisdom in my 20s to know this, but it's never too late to start budgeting. And if you're looking for a budget, it's a basic budget, a Google Sheets budget that you can access on your phone or on a computer or on a tablet. Well, I will put a link to the video where I show you how to use the same budget that we use in the description. It's a tutorial that you can check out that I show you exactly how to use that budget that has changed our lives since 2017. Now we have one rule in our house. There is no online shopping until the 10th day of each month. Why do we do this? Because online shopping has created some challenges in our journey to financial independence. And I think that's a money habit that causes a lot of people to stay poor, to stay broke. In the past, we would make these random one-off online purchases throughout the month on Amazon or Target, and it did feel like we would spend more, sometimes buying things that we didn't really need. So uh, credit to my wife for this idea. We started doing this just recently, maybe in the last six months or so. We just start a list of items that we think we want or we think we need. And as the days pass, we start to think about it more and more and ultimately decide whether we need to get those items or not. For anything critical like laundry detergent or toilet paper, yes, we go ahead and get those items. But consider you know, trying this where you delay buying things online until the 10th or the middle of the month to give yourself some time to think over what you're preparing to purchase. I think this will help you, especially if you find yourself in the same situation where you tend to buy a lot of stuff online. It's so easy to just click and you know add to cart and then hit that purchase button. There's very little barrier, there are very little barriers to getting what you want or need online. And sometimes that can get out of control. But I want you to be aware that online purchasing is something I want you to take better control of in this year. Now let's talk about credit card debt. I want to first get something out of the way. I am not against you having credit cards provided you have a reliable source of income and you're not maxing out your cards with no viable means to pay off the balance every month. I am against you signing up for a credit card just to carry a balance each month and get charged interest that only hurts you and your financial goals. I remember getting a credit card when I was 18 and getting a credit card limit up to $10,000. I was only making $6.25 an hour in college, but I had this credit card with a credit card limit of $10,000. I'm pretty sure you know how that ended. It did not end well for me, but I've learned my lesson. And since then, I've never carried a balance on any credit cards that I've ever owned. And I will never, ever, ever get in that situation, put myself in that situation because credit card debt is a trap. Credit cards are a trap. Be aware of the traps of credit cards. And I would say, get into the mindset of prioritizing your net worth number more than your credit score. You don't want to be that person who's spending frivolously on credit cards, racking up all this debt with no means to be able to pay off that debt, that balance monthly, and you're accruing all this interest that you have to pay back to the credit card companies. They know what they're doing. They've been in this business for a long time, so they have these different gimmicks and strategies and advertisements and all this marketing that's going to convince you or persuade you to use your credit 
credit cards in place of your debit card and spend more to try to get the points, to try to get the miles or whatever the case is. And then you find yourself spending more money than what you have in your bank account. And I think that's where you've got to draw the line. You don't spend what you don't have in your bank account that you haven't budgeted for. Your credit cards have to align with your budget. They have to align with what's in your bank account. Because if you do not have the means to pay that balance every month, one, you're just going to be paying interest on your balance. And number two, you'll continue to rack up this debt that's ultimately going to take your positive net worth or your good net worth and start bringing it down and down and down until you start having a negative net worth. And we don't want that because we are focused on building a positive net worth. Now, here is something that no one tells you when you're young. If you start saving and investing a lot of your income, I'm not talking about just the company match in your 401k at two or 3%. I'm talking about 20%, 30%, 40%. Early in life, you will have opportunities to become financially independent much faster. At 24, I got some really good, simple advice from some older coworkers who told me to put as much as I can into my 401k until it hurts. Basically, be smarter with how I spend my money and stop being wasteful. If enough of us learned this at the age of 22, 23, 24, can you imagine what life would be like now? What life will be like at 50, 60, 70? Because one of the biggest financial regrets that I had was not that I couldn't buy this or that or travel because I still was able to do those things. But my biggest regret was that I didn't start earlier and put away even more into a Roth IRA and a taxable account in addition to the 401k that I had. But that's okay because as I have gotten closer to 40, I've learned to be more financially savvy. I've learned to move forward financially and do what I can now. Not beating myself up for what I didn't do in the past, but taking advantage of the time now to be able to build something for the future. So if you can get to that 30%, 40%, 50% savings rate, start building up to that, then you're gonna put yourself in a great financial situation. You know what else kept me broke for a while that I'm sure many of you struggle with? A car note. Now check this out. According to Experience third quarter automotive finance report, drivers are spending over $700 and $500 each month for a new and used vehicle. So $700 for a new vehicle each month, $500 for a used vehicle each month. And I understand better than most personal finance experts that people need cars to get to where they need to go. And unless you have a trusted source to get a used car, people typically will go for a new car because of the reliability. Now, the best way I think to go about this is to try to pay off the car that you have a loan for as quickly as possible. Try to cut the time that you have to pay it off in half. The reason being is that I want you to put that money into an investment account that is going to start growing and compounding. And something else that I want to mention about cars, once you pay it off, keep driving it and keep up with the maintenance until the wheels fall off. I'm serious about this. There's no reason for you to upgrade every time you pay off your car and get back into debt right away. I had my five-speed 2007 Scion TC for 12 years before we donated it to get a bigger car because, well, there's six of us now. And I cannot express how important it is to not get caught up with upgrading your car just because it's paid off or you feel like you need to get a better car when the one that you have is working perfectly and reliably getting you from point A to point B. Now, saving money is hard, no question about it, especially when you're trying to get to that first $100,000. But once you do, there's something amazing that starts to happen that I want you to go learn about in the video on the screen right now. Check it out and I'll see you over there. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening to the Habesha Finance Podcast. I'll see you soon. Peace.